0: You're listening to Live Wild Radio, the part-time adventure podcast.
1: Join us as we explore how outdoor adventures build mind, body, and spirit.
0: Hi, I'm Winston.
1: I can talk now. I'm Catherine. (laughs) (laughs) We had a little bit of uh, audio supervising going on here. But anyway, we're back and we're talking today about our obsession with the challenge.
0: Challenge is. Challenges. Many of them.
1: Many of them. And uh, we're actually joined here today by our friend Ryan.
0: We just had a great dinner. Um, <laughs> you know, we're, we're sitting at Catherine's kitchen table. It's our fine studio here at uh, Live Wild Radio. And basically, once you've eaten and had a glass of wine, then you talk about outdoor adventures and, and all the metaphors and the whatnots that go into that. So yeah. that's what we're going to talk about today.
1: We are, But um, Ryan, tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Hi, I'm Ryan. Guess I'm a part-time adventurer. I, I work full-time at the for the city of Guelph uh, and then do lots of outdoor activities and adventures and things like that. I've gotten into rock climbing recently. Uh, I've done kayaking in the past. I'm getting back into that. Um, you know, hiking and camping and all that sort of fun stuff. And, and, uh, you know, Working on getting into hunting and lots of other different pursuits. Cool. Yeah. So, and so then, what's
1: your first love? You can't love them all the same.
2: Um, no, I'm just definitely the type of person that wants to try everything. You know, I don't have one that I'm a master of or, or anything like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then <laughs> outside of that, because uh, you, you missed over one of the more interesting things about you. Like, what do you do for volunteer? You, you know, participation, other things.
2: Oh, yeah, uh, for volunteering, I, um, I'm a part-time search and rescue, uh, search and rescue volunteer. Um, so with that, uh, you know, do a lot of training in outdoors, um, skills, uh, survival, compass,
0: navigation, that sort of thing. And then you find silly lost people. Yes.
1: <laughs> Have you ever found a dead body?
2: No, I haven't been involved in anything like that. Um, well, we've had searches since I've been a member um where yeah they've come across they've recovered a body yep
0: but you didn't have to poke it with a stick or anything no
2: we don't we're not we don't do that usually it's just our job to find the person and then we let ems and police do their jobs and and go from there
0: yo down here i'm done (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's about it i'm out that's that's what i usually say is it's our job to find them yeah yeah it's kind of like like that's really what you want like if if you're finding somebody alive, then you get to be the hero, and then if you find like a dead body, then it's like, well, there it is, <laughs> I'm going home now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course, you know, not to disparage the. I'm
1: sure, you have to fill out a lot of notes and paperwork and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Keep good notes.
0: Yeah. So. All right. Yeah, because I met Ryan at work, not his work, my work. Yeah. You know, in the outdoor industry, big outdoor store in Canada.
1: Ryan's like your best pupil.
0: Yeah. Basically, he started coming to my seminars I put on in the store. I thought he was stalking you. Yeah. (laughs) He did. (laughs) Then I got to know Ryan. (laughs) Then it turned out it was you that was stalking me. Yeah. Uh, But, uh, yeah. And you came out to seminars quite Mm -hmm, regularly, um, mainly for the discount.
2: Uh, Discount, there's always one little tidbit of information you learn. I
0: like to think think people learn something from my seminars. Um, But then... Yeah, when like at some point I just sort of said, "Hey, do you want to go on one of our trips?"
1: Yeah, we went to the Adirondacks for winter snowshoeing and camping. Well, I guess you got a snowshoe in the winter, anyhow.
3: Yeah, and uh,
1: that was your first time winter camping with no fire. Yep. And snowshoeing up a mountain.
2: And snowshoeing up a mountain, yeah, it was yeah yeah, pretty interesting. Yeah, Yeah. I think Winston you invited me, and then Catherine's and I was like kind of like, well, I don't know, you know, it's it's March, and Catherine's like, you should do it, you should just go. So yeah, yeah, went.
0: Yeah, and then it basically that's how people get adopted into our tribe. Hey, we do this cool thing. You want to do it with us? And some people do it with us. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's really sort of. And then, basically, come spring, we started climbing like mofo's. Yeah, That way, we don't have to have an exposure. Mofo's? What's that? Motherfuckers. Oh. Yeah. I was just,
1: thinking. Oh, I was thinking FOMO. (laughs) I'm a little bit dyslexic
0: sometimes. (laughs) Audibly dyslexic. (laughs) So, yeah, and then we basically, you'd had an interest in climbing outdoors. Yep. And I said, okay, uh, I'm teaching you (laughs) because I need people to climb with. (laughs) I need you to believe me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I've uh, rock climbed for a few years indoors and that sort of thing and been outdoors a couple of times. You, you mean plastic climbed?
0: Yeah, plastic yeah. climbs. Yeah. I've I've been in many climbing gyms and I've mm-hmm. never seen any rock. I've seen some faux rock, which is pretty cool.
1: Yes, it's yeah. very cool. Yes. And even a faux uh, crack in the wall. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I left some blood on that one in Gatineau. <laughs> uh, shout out to uh, Altitude. Altitude Gym in both Kanata, uh, two locations, Kanata and Gatineau. Uh The Gatineau location is built in an old church and they've got some walls that are like 60 feet high with the uh, Waltopia real rock with actual cracks. Mm -hmm. If I knew they were there, I would have like taped my, you know, brought tape and taped my hands up. Yeah. Because by the time I was done, I was bleeding in their crack doing fist jams (laughs) because it was like, this is like outdoors. I'm so happy.
1: (laughs) That was awesome.
0: Yeah. Uh, Out of all the climbing gyms and, and not that I've been to. A ton, but but a fair number over the years. Mm-hmm. And that, that by far, you know, they had uh, roped climbs on one floor, roped climbs on another floor. Like, basically, they built like a giant 60-foot wall uh, that was sort of like an addition to the building. Then they had two different bouldering areas. They had this weird like kid zone. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing that was awesome with that was the kid zone kept all the kids mm-hmm. from being in the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then downstairs, like sort of in the dungeony basement, they had like sort of the, the more training bouldering walls. Mm-hmm. And then they had the weights. They had and, a foosball. Uh,
1: you know, if you're too pumped, you got to do yeah. something else.
0: You know, so when you're just sort of hanging out downstairs, uh, you can play, play foosball and, and chillax. So, yeah, pretty cool. Uh, so, shout out to Altitude. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, basically, he started climbing outside with us. And in October, Ryan and I went to the Dax. Mm-hmm. He did his first, uh, I'd say, moderately big multi-pitch.
2: Yeah. It was, what, four or five, six
0: pitches? Six something. pitches. Six pitches, yeah. yeah 800 feet. Yeah,
2: yeah. That was pretty awesome.
0: Yeah. It's cold. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We, all, we almost was, thought he was crying yeah and we have we to- have video <laughs> where i, I guarantee you, we didn't think we that's, we, have, that's we like have raw footage
0: yeah raw footage from the gopro is added on my helmet and i forgot to turn it off when i finished climbing ryan like gets to the top like i let it he follows he gets to the top and then he just sat down stuck his hands in his armpits
1: he was just, he was just warming up
0: yeah but it was, he it's like
3: <laughs>
1: no, he wasn't like that at all. He was just, you know, hey, I've had worse moments, so it's okay. Yeah. You can make fun of me. <laughs> oh, well, uh, listen, I've had had
0: them too. It's like
1: Have you? Oh, I want to hear this. What when I've had worse moments. Uh were you crying?
0: No. Yeah, like I, I, I I'm I think I'm borderline. Have you ever
1: cried? Uh, at
0: some point. Are you capable? Yeah, but but you know, not not well. Like I feel inside, but it doesn't come out my eyes mm. you know, um, very often. You know, so it. it I think I'm uh, somewhat. Uh, I'm not gonna say inhibited. You know, because it's like I have no issue with it. It just doesn't happen. Mm. Um, maybe, maybe like I'm just like broken. We'll work on that. Uh, yeah,
2: you know. or your fingers are just frozen into claws after trying to climb up.
0: <laughs> yeah, like you know, like when I'm in pain, I just get mad. <clears throat> Like all hulky. Oh yeah. You know, as opposed to, mm. you know, but but I think I'm a I'm a much closer friend with pain in my life, uh. So so it's like we have a different relationship. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I I I I can think like at some points in my life, like I remember as a kid crying because I thought we were all gonna die in nuclear war.
3: Mm.
0: Like it was I was staying at my my mm-hmm. pervy uncle and my grandma's house because, uh. And I I don't know, maybe eight or 10. Like I used to like going staying with them because my grandma was uh, a good cook. Uh, Always made homemade applesauce. Mm -hmm. Uh, And my uncle was like a value buyer. So he had like the Baskin and Robbins ice cream store sized tubs of ice cream in the freezer. Mm -hmm. So you could could eat like a mixing bowl of ice cream and it barely looked like you touched the thing. (laughs) Um, And they had cable which right. you know as poor white trash kids uh we didn't have cable so I was probably like 11 uh the kid who lived next door basically you know he was like 12 to 13 so he was like really mature and knew all sorts of stuff like said that you know any day because it's in the 80s uh, any day like we were all going to die from nuclear war mm mm-hmm. and like it was like oh, and all my family's going to die and every and and then i just went and like i remember like in the dark you know, because I, I would I would sleep in the basement. You know, they had sort of like a stack of mattresses, which was the guest bedroom, uh, and uh, yeah, like basically burying my face in the pillow, and I was crying and crying and crying because I thought we were all gonna die. Aww. Yeah, and then I had ice cream. <laughs> you know, because you know, because once you're you know with any sort of crying, like there's a certain point, no matter how hard you're crying, you just get cried out, and it, it makes you hungry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So uh, we did introduce our topic, right? Challenges. Challenges. So. Yes, we,
0: we went very much off topic. No, there.
1: that's all right. No, that's all right Because uh, there was a few good segues and this could, you know, potentially be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's the idea of, um, you know, when you challenge yourself, how do you react to it? And there's so many, you know, ways that we can talk about this. But um, how about we start off with, uh, I've got one for you, Winston. What's been your biggest challenge
0: what do you mean challenge? Like, like a,
1: adventure challenge?
0: Well, I, I think hiking the AT. Okay. Like, as far as just a single biggest thing, because it was like months long. And now you've done
1: it, you it one and a half times. Yeah. Times. So, which one?
0: Oh, it was the first time. Okay. Yeah, because the second time it's like I knew what to expect, mm-hmm. right? Like, I would, and, and I was much more further along in my adventure journey. Yeah. Right. So when it was like, I knew, and you know, and obviously I'd done endurance sports like racing mountain bikes and stuff for years. So, the I'm um, my legs are burning, I'm out of breath, sweating profusely. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not gonna last. Well, when you the first time you're really experiencing that, yeah, like it just feels like you're not getting anywhere, you're trudging up, you know, especially like when I did it the first time starting at Aminicola Falls. Uh, you know, which is sort of the lead up to the top of Springer Mountain where the f- trail officially starts. Okay. Um. You run into the thing where you feel like you're going to die just going up that, like, you know, 800 stairs. Yeah. Uh, you know, because it's a staircase going up the side of these waterfalls. Yeah. Before you get even into the, the higher part of the hike to get up to the top of the mountain. Yeah. And, you know, at the point I had like a 52 or 55 pound backpack on because, you know, I didn't have all the cool ultralight stuff that we have now. Wow. Um, And you just sort of like are like, how am I going to do, you know, like I hadn't got to the official beginning of the trail mm-hmm. and I had that, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. Right. So, you know, whereas going back the second time a few years ago, it's like when I have that feeling now. hmm. It's like, ooh, I'm doing it right.
1: Right. So go back to that first time, though. Um, you were doing it alone? Yeah. How come?
0: Because I had no friends. Okay. And n- basically back in, you know, uh, like 90, 93?
1: I think it was 93, 94.
0: Yeah. It was like. Cause you I know. was in
1: Belgium. I think we talked about this. Yeah. I was in Belgium and you were doing the yeah. AT. I
0: was 21 anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it, you, you run into the thing where it it wasn't what it is now, right? Like the the in the sense, like I have people coming into the store, you know, uh, regularly. Oh yeah, I'm gonna go hike the AT. You know, people. There's movies and there's books mm-hmm. and there's websites of and yeah. You know, uh, so so it was mm-hmm. more unknown back then.
1: It's true. It would have been, yeah.
0: Um, you know, it was kind of like you couldn't that was before the internet. Yeah, you couldn't research everything. No. Uh, to hmm. know exactly and where and
1: was it as busy then no as not it even is close. now not huh. even close so yeah that's even more remote and lonely you know you're more isolated huh so let's talk about that some more so how did you prepare for it
0: i didn't like but,
1: well you had done tobermory i mean sorry the bruce um, yeah but you
0: know what the thing is is when you're when you're young and stupid like you don't prepare for anything yeah like i didn't know to prepare yeah you know you just go and do it
1: so why were you doing this
0: because i read about it in an outside magazine <laughs> like really like the the thing is like with a lot of my early adventures yeah um like getting into rock climbing because we've probably all had this kind of thing like you don't feel like you fit in right um so like as an early teenager uh you know because i think i started climbing when i was 14 mm-hmm. um we didn't have climbing gyms we didn't have like i would ride my bike from brampton out to the escarpment and walk along the bottom and like boulder like five feet up, you know, and, and try stuff. And, you know, I'd read all the magazines you could get your hands on because there wasn't any internet. There's no movies. There was none of the, the stuff you have now. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd buy the occasional book, you know, when I could save up. Um, but to me, the the adventurers, like, like I was really inspired, you know, by all the stories of the stone masters in Yosemite, mm-hmm. you know. Um, like the first time I climbed the escarpment, uh, and I think it was like a route that was maybe like a five, two or a five, three, mm-hmm. but it was free solo. Cause it was totally like yeah. John Bacar, you know, everything he did, you know, it was all about, you know, just the purity of the, you know,
3: yeah. and
0: it's like, Oh man, these are bad asses. Right. And it's like, I'm this weird little kid who, you know, and, and you know, getting bullied in the schoolyard, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it was sort of that kind of thing of something to latch onto to develop an identity. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. like, it, it's one of those things, like, and particularly when you're talking about a lot of the things I did early on, it's difficult uh, because I didn't think the way I think now, right? Like, so, so getting into my whys, a lot of it was, uh, why not? Like, like, you know, now it's like I get something out of it and I understand and, you know. Mm-hmm. Whereas then it was like, well, maybe people think I'm cool. <laughs> like, and you know, and that... It, it, basically, that was not a well-thought-out plan because I picked all the most obscure, weird-ass things with no audience, you know, that I thought, oh, man, people will think I'm cool because I do this. <laughs> right? And I... Because I took some, like... uh Basically, the year before I moved to Cambridge, so that was like grade 11, because I did grade 12 here, uh, you know, I took some people out climbing. Uh, Girls? No, not at that point. I, I, hadn't, I hadn't clued into that trick. <laughs> uh, and, and FYI, like, learn how to climb and all the safety and, you know, proper belaying and anchor building and all of those things. Uh, then if you want to go on a date invite a girl out to climb and uh uh, this is just my personal experience your mileage may vary but but it very quickly (laughs) builds trust Mm -hmm. because you know you're you're taking her to do something kind of scary and you're keeping her safe uh which i i realize you know like women can look after themselves and there's a lot of badass female climbers out there and you know but but the reality is, uh, you know, if you don't have a lot of game, uh, but you know how to climb and, you know, you can do it safely, uh, then I've found it to be an effective way to, uh, uh, take girls on dates.
3: <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's just yeah. me. Yeah. So
0: your idea worked out. She thought you were cool. Back then. Yeah. Back then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, whereas, you know, when I took Catherine climbing, uh, there, were, there was a bunch of like, no, fuck, I'm not going any higher. Uh, <laughs> see, the thing is, it wasn't a first date. <laughs> yeah. So there was like a whole bunch of, no, 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 no. Like, uh, yeah, no, I'm not feeling it today. <laughs> and rather than the trying to impress her, it's like, well, you're not coming down till you go higher. <laughs> you know, so it's a different dynamic.
1: <laughs> there you go. Yeah. How about, so. you, how about you, Ryan? Um, What's been your most exciting adventure?
0: No, you didn't ask me what my most exciting one was.
1: <laughs> I'm not asking you now. <laughs> I asked you a different question.
0: Yeah, Oprah I, Oprah I, interview I almost
1: forgot what our topic was. So I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> adventure. <laughs>
2: um, probably my most exciting adventure. And
1: By adventure, I also mean challenge.
2: Challenge adventure. Um, this is the first time I went to Iceland. I went by myself you know, it was, I'd, I'd been to university, and then I was out working on my own sort of thing, so I was kind of, like, an independent adult at that point, but it was still, like, first trip overseas, uh, you know, solo, without friends, like, I went to Europe after, after university with friends, uh, you know, had a good time, partied a lot, that sort of thing, but then Iceland was just, like, I'm just going to go. It looks pretty cool. It was sort of after that big volcano that sort of shut down all the airports in Europe. So the year yeah. after that, um, so it was in the media a lot and everything. And I, just, I was just like, "Oh, I just want to go here. I just want to do this. I'm going to do it sort of along the same lines. Like there's no really reason, practical reason to it, except for I want to do it and do it, say I did it. And, um, uh, you know, ended up meeting people along the way and, uh, people went on, you know, different adventure trips and that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, I went snorkeling in a glacial lake. Uh, I went hiking up a glacier, and first time I went ice climbing. Um, hmm. You know, did a did some of the touristy, you know, ride a bus tours and that sort of stuff too. Did, did just, you
0: Did you hook up with any Viking girls?
2: No, didn't hike a, No, didn't hook up with any Viking girls. No.
0: <laughs> it seems like waste,
2: really.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I brought that to a screeching halt.
3: <laughs> <Yes>.
1: <laughs> I'm just thinking now. No, it's uh, like, uh, uh,
0: yeah. well, there was Inga, but you so know. So, was that.
1: was there anything that you did um, that scared you? Um, I think
2: hiking up the glacier was a little bit scary. Uh, it was really interesting because I'm sort of like a geography, geology geek type of thing. Um, so it was after the volcano. Um, so the glacier that you'd think would be pure white, you know, fresh snow, that sort of thing, blue water streams. Um, it was just covered in soot everywhere and, you know, it had been covered by soot and then where it melted, you'd get big piles of soot and that sort of thing. And so it kind of looked more like, you know, there was mountains on either side of it and, and, you know, the glaciers going down a gully that it had carved out of the the side of the mountain. Um, But it just kind of looked like, you know, a parking lot with all the dirt and soot Mm. and the snow and everything. Kind of
0: like Mordor, (laughs) all (laughs) Lord of the Rings. Yeah.
2: So it was really interesting. And then, of course, there were the moulins and there were some ridges that we had to walk along and everything like that. But the guides knew where we were going. So there wasn't really, um, you know, an opportunity to fall. And we had crampons on and we had harnesses on just for the ice climbing. We didn't, we weren't roped up walking down the... Down yeah, because it
0: mountain. turns out being roped up on glacier crossings uh, a lot of times means one person falls and everybody falls. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so it's uh, not a bad idea. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah, the, the, getting into the technical thing of, like, glacier travel and mountaineering is beyond the scope of today's challenge <laughs> episode. Um, but, uh, yeah, so now we're going to turn it on you, Catherine.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What's your most challenging and or exciting?
1: Yeah, I you know what? I have to say the trip that we went with Brooks uh, to Adirondacks. We climbed my first mountain in the winter, Yeah, uh, Mount Seward. And, yeah, that was really... Uh, a challenge for me because physically, uh, we did have to climb snowshoe up 2,500 feet yeah. and it's super slow going with snowshoes. Yeah. Cause there was no trail. Right. So meanwhile, you're trying to control your, you know, your temperature, your whole moisture control, all that stuff. But I think it was challenging because I knew we were going to stop for lunch. So, uh, you know, your food intake, your energy levels have to be high. But it was just so foreign to me, right? And it felt like there was a risk, although there most likely wasn't. But it still felt that strange enough to me that it was intimidating, Um, especially when we made it just to the summit. Yeah. I was always concerned about the possibility of tree wells Mm -hmm. and falling in them. Um, When I did post a hole, it only went up to my, my, you know, your crotch area. Like, it's not like you're falling, you know, chest deep into snow. It could have bothered my knee, so it did at one point, but not terribly so. There was the fear of, number one, I'm pretty high up. (laughs) And I can see the tops of these trees down below. Um, I could slide off this mountain. But actually, when we got right up close to the summit, you had to stop and you had to go either left or right. And there wasn't much of a ledge. And I decided to stop there. We we're probably about fifty feet away up from the top yeah. summit. And I can't believe Brooks went ahead and you know cut the trail. Basically, um, that would have scared me because again, at that point, it's not like there were trees there to uh, prevent you from falling. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that was uh, that was a challenge mentally and physically because <laughs> at points, you know, you are trying to take a step up, but you are sliding backwards. Yeah, that was neat. And it was very foreign. And it felt very strange.
0: Yeah, that's kind of interesting because it, it, Seward isn't a very technical, you know, and it's just sort of a relativity thing because I've done a yeah. bunch of them. Uh, you know, how how when we did that one, there was none of the worries of any technical mm-hmm. um, risk. It was just like, oh, this is going to be a lot of work. I haven't been on the stair climber as much as I should <laughs> be. Oh boy! Okay, right. So, so (laughs) there's a little bit of dread, but it's not like a like an existential "I'm gonna die" dread. It's just like this is just gonna be a lot of work. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: I only felt that when I was close to the top that it started to have that dread of fear, right? But yeah, it was long.
0: Yeah, Um, because every uh, it
1: was a challenge that way.
0: Yeah, because what would have taken a couple of hours uh, took a six you know a couple of hours in the summertime to go up you know maybe three hours to go up mm. Uh you know because it was only like about a mile and a half mm-hmm. but it was a mile and a half with oh, 2500 feet of game crazy in six foot deep snow yeah <laughs> with no actual trail like it was following a herd path yeah. that you can't see it's only because somebody had gone ahead of us that we yeah. even and you're always hoping that the person who went ahead actually knew where they were going. Cause you're just following their footprints.
1: That's true. You know, that's true. Uh, you yeah.
0: You know, and I, and I would check the map and we'd check the GPS. Yeah. Uh, you know, to make sure every now and again, we were going in the right direction.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was really pretty. I think that was uh, more difficult than the ones that we did with Ryan. Because it's less agree? traveled. Is that the reason? Why? Yeah. Cause the yeah. other,
0: when we did, uh, Phelps and tabletop. Right. Uh, Basically, later on last year, they were more packed down mm-hmm. because you didn't have as much fresh snow. Yeah. So the snow was still pretty deep, hmm. but you weren't dealing with uh, basically really this kind of fresh snow. Yeah. Like it, it, basically, there's a bunch of places. If we'd walked it just with like trail crampons on, mm-hmm. without snowshoes, yeah, most of the time you would have been fine. Mm. like it was that packed down yeah because remember like it was in april yeah uh and so basically there'd been uh, you know and and a lot of times would have been above zero during the day right so everything was like melting and then compressing whereas when we were there uh in january
3: Mm
0: -hmm. it was Basically, just fresh snow. Yeah, like you know, if you if you did not have your snowshoes on, well, like there's even spots with your snowshoes on, you were going up to your knees. It was that soft, and that's why it was so much more physically demanding.
1: Yeah, it was pretty. Yeah, it was really pretty. But I think overall, the most challenging times have been in the winter, whether it even be on the trip that you are with us, Ryan. You know, when we went back to the the Dax, Um, even as much as keeping, I think her name was Katie, warm. Yeah she was cold in the middle of the night
0: well that's because she brought like a summer sleeping bag and, and she's a
1: super tough girl she doesn't like to bug people you can tell right but yeah, she's like an icicle yeah. <laughs> so we needed to help her um and then i think too obviously that time we were in minus 40 degree temperatures
0: yeah uh, that that's kind of an existential yeah. cold yeah like it's not like because there's cold where you go oh it's cold And then there's cold that's so cold where it stops being cold anymore and it starts being a different dimension.
1: Yeah, but you really only feel that when you go from being really warm to have to face the cold. Yeah. The the transition points, like those are tough. Yeah. But we've done a lot. I mean, I could go on and on because then you could talk about like the canyons and the rock climbing. Those are all challenging.
0: Well, and really, let's take it and break it down. Like, Because there there's physical challenges, there's mental challenges, Mm -hmm. and then there's logistical challenges. Um, You know, because if you think about like a mental challenge, like crossing the ledge down in Coyote Gulch in Utah, uh, that might have been one of your bigger like mental challenges. Yeah. Right. Physically, it wasn't that hard. No. You know, but but it's the fact that, uh, as we regularly say. Don't fall. <laughs> um,
1: and I really want to say a few things back, but I won't because <laughs> my dad asked me not to swear <laughs> on podcast. Really?
0: Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Mm. Uh, did he Did he complain about me swearing?
1: Oh, he just basically said that we shouldn't swear. Why? He doesn't think it's very polite.
0: Why? It's just words. Oh. It's mouth sounds. Oh, here we go. Yeah, but that's... <laughs> That's what swearing is. It's a mouth sound that gets a point across, <laughs> right? Like that's that's really what yeah. um, expletives are. Yeah, and sometimes it's fun. Yes, it, you know if you do it too yeah. much, then then it loses its kick. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, but who? What, what comedian was it? I was just watching. Uh oh, Ellen DeGeneres because she's got a Netflix special, and so w- w- at some point she went. Oh, I got to get the fuck out of here. And because it's Ellen <laughs> with her daytime talk show and yeah, you're yeah, dancing, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was funny as hell because you didn't expect her to swear. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: You know, it's like little kids swearing. It's like my favorite thing.
1: <laughs> British kids. <laughs> British kid. British kids
0: swearing. <laughs> like you got to find the little video uh, where where there's like the four-year-old British girl. They're driving through like a, an African safari type yeah. place. And she starts like the baboons are like on the car. Yeah. And she starts swearing at them?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Right. Get the fuck off, you monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> it's the funniest. Like, I just, oh. So where were we?
1: Yeah, so breaking it down logistically, mentally. Yeah. Uh, breaking it down you know, a yes, challenge. Uh, I feel like Joe Rogan,
0: you know, telling the guest, except for it's my co-host, <laughs> to uh, speak into the microphone. Yes. We're going to have a big podcast career because, you know,
1: uh,
0: I'm already doing things like the famous people are doing. There Germany. you
1: go. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's uh, quite right that there's different elements to challenges for sure yeah i think mental is something you know trying to get over heights fear of heights which is we've talked about how you start to overcome that Mm -hmm. with practice yeah yeah
0: yeah and it's funny because the mental part can creep up on you or come out at weird places because when ryan and i were down in the DAX in october rock climbing Mm -hmm. um we climbed chapel pond slab you know and it's not a crazy hard route we did the regular route Mm -hmm. um and it was just fun mm-hmm. right it was more d- dangerous coming down because the the descent hike off was like covered in ice and we didn't have any crampons yeah um but then the next day we were doing the pitch off chimney route and so the first or second pitch like depending on how you do the route you get to the top of the chimney and there's a chalk stone there's mm-hmm. basically just a boulder wedged in the chimney, mm-hmm. and you know the crux of that pitch is just getting over it and it's not you know it's a five six it's not hard but you kind of have to like it's almost like going over an overhang
1: yeah you don't like overhangs
0: yeah like and then so i had this weird like existential kind of like panic attack on that what was relatively easy mm-hmm. you know i go up and tr- and then i crawl back underneath the boulder and you know crunch up in a place where i can you know
1: cry like a baby well no i didn't, I didn't do any <laughs> crying
0: you know but it, but it's that thing of like just sort of yeah. getting the head in the right space,
3: yeah,
0: yeah. uh, because w- then when I went to do it, like I finally committed and did it,
3: mm-hmm.
0: it was basically one grunty move up, and my butt was on top of the block, mm-hmm. yeah, but it was just sort of this yeah. weird mental block, yeah, right, so we were, did this much higher climb the day before, did some climbs the day before that, uh you know that arguably were more dangerous Mm -hmm. you know because like with this like i had protection like if i had fallen trying to go up this thing Mm -hmm. i had a nut and a cam in like literally i i was top roping the problem Mm -hmm. yeah you know like like i was not run out or anything like there was there was nothing either from a difficulty standpoint or an actual safety standpoint Mm -hmm. that basically necessitated the emotional state i was in yeah Yet, the day before, you know, doing this big slab route, you know, there was like 60-foot runouts between anchors. And it's like, yeah, whatever. You know, that was cool. You know, so it's just how, uh, whatever the situation, whether it's you walking along a ledge. Yeah. That wasn't, you know, even by your own admission, the actual walk wasn't very hard. And it's that kind of thing of a lot of the sort of emotional uh, fears Mm -hmm. are... Almost situational, like and and sometimes you don't even know why. Because even looking back at that, like if I did it again, uh, probably wouldn't even bat an eyelash at it. Yeah. The the thing I was happy with because you know it sort of gave me that little freak out, and I figured because Ryan's effectively following, so yeah, for him he's effectively top roping it. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I uh, you know, as he's coming up, it's like yeah, that part that I really had the you know mental problem with. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like yeah, you're just probably gonna blast over it. And then he got stuck there for a little bit trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I can get,
1: I move my chalk bag and yeah,
0: I don't move just suck. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So
1: going back to the AT for a minute, uh, the first time or even second time. So why did you choose to do that challenge a second time?
0: Uh, that's a long story, because we were going to do the PCT, but Katie's schedule mm-hmm. didn't work. You know, and we were going to be starting too late, and so. It was sort of this thing of like, hey, well, why don't we do the AT? Because, you know, weather and we can pull it off. So it, that wasn't the original plan.
1: Right. But why? OK, just the idea of going on a, a long backpacking trek. Because at this point, you're 20 years later. You're way more than like 25. 44 years old or 45, something yeah. like that. You're leaving work to go do this.
0: Sometimes just having somebody suggest something mm-hmm. gets you fired. And it was like, okay, I haven't done anything stupid in a long time, so I'll do this. No, it, like, it, it, for me, it's just, like, literally, it's, a, it's sort of a stupid kid thing of, well, that sounds fun. You know, like, uh, like all of my best adventures or like, you know, all of the the things we do, mm-hmm. you know, I think I get something out of it, but I don't go looking for it. Gotcha. You know, uh, like, I go looking for, for the adventure and the challenge and the, you know, and maybe, maybe this is because I've been doing, like I've done a lot of these things. I know that if I just put myself in that environment, mm-hmm. I'll get something out of it. Now, I was going to say anytime I've tried to go f- striving for something or, yeah. or questing, yeah, you know, I don't find it. But yeah. then when I really think about it, I've never done that. So,
1: okay. So you came back from the AT. What did you get out of it?
0: Uh, a fucked up ankle. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hence, he did not finish the yeah. second route of the AT.
0: Yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean,
1: uh, you did it. You know, you, you I got a fucked you, up you, ankle. Yeah, uh, you did it. T- some
0: depression. Uh, you
1: got some depression from being for being back.
0: Well, and and then and then not finishing, and because it, and it, it was one of those things. I was gone a couple months, mm-hmm. and then I'm back, and then it's like uh, that was the life I want. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, it's it's. There's, there's just a purity to it. Yeah. Where life is like literally, and I, I think this is the attraction of, it's the attraction of big hikes or mm-hmm. what makes many journey movies yeah. like resonate with us. Like there's something inherent in the human being yeah. about just going somewhere with your own two feet. Mm-hmm. You know, because really think about like the, the thousand hours of the Lord of the Rings movies, you know, and obviously mm. the thousands of pages of book what are they yeah we're going on a walk (laughs) right like you know like basically it's three books of little people hiking yeah and and you know they threw in monsters and stuff to make it interesting right because hiking is one of those things that is immensely interesting to you when you're doing it um and yeah we can sort of spin some fun stories you know you run into the thing where where if it was televised wouldn't be the most interesting thing in the world to watch.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when I think of adventures, I mean, it's not always hiking for me. You know, like,
0: well, no, like, no, it's not always. I hiking. mean,
1: uh, with my ex, we went uh, to Yukon in Alaska and we got a truck with a camper on it.
0: That's not adventure.
1: Yes, it was. I beg to differ. But were you at any it point? Was a ro- it was a road trip. Wait. Let me finish. This is my adventure. <laughs> I had a good time. Damn it. <laughs> took some great photos um no but the point is for me adventure is not just physical challenges in terms of hiking on your two feet right for me an adventure is experiencing new cultures and people and people you run into and basically experiencing life abnormally trying something new and so uh that trip was great for running into really strange people and interesting people and and um You know, a land of 30,000, a province of 30,000 people and there's nobody around. And when you walk into a town that's got 2,000, you're like, wow, this is a big city. (laughs) You know, (laughs) your mentality shifts. Experiencing a life in a different way. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. But I was just curious, uh, you know, when you're out there as long as you are, it's so freaking hard. But everybody's always drawn back to hiking adventures and treks and, and, uh, I'm just curious as to what people get out of it. And
0: well, it, I find it to be like the most pure living bullshit goes away. Mm-hmm. Um, you were down to the kind of essence of eat, sleep, hopefully find a good place to poop. Uh, you know, we'll do, a, we'll do a poop episode at some point, you know, because right now with the U S government shutdown, people are pooping all over national parks because the bathrooms are locked. Um, so there's there's a right way to poop in the woods, uh, yeah. Then the the other thing that you run into is that uh, the noise is gone,
3: mm-hmm.
0: right? Like, and what you when you get on something that disconnects you, right? So whether it's a big hike or you go climb a mountain or you get on a goddamn sailboat,
3: mm-hmm.
0: something that disconnects you from the noise. Right. And the noise is louder now, whether whether it's louder or more voluminous, you know, just more of it from TV to technology. Yeah. Like it, it, there's just so much sensory input that our brain was not evolved to handle. Uh, and, you know, when you look at all the studies. On how people respond to social media. Particularly young people. Because they didn't grow up with anything but that. Mm-hmm. Like they never grew up before it. Like we did. Oh, as fuck we are. Uh, or at least I am. Uh, <laughs> Getting there. Yeah. How you old know. are you? Uh, 32. You're yeah, so he's a wee baby. baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think I'm turning 44 this year. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I'm turning 48. Mm-hmm. In like a month. <sighs> <laughs>
1: no but it's um there's a lot of goodness there right being on those trips and i i think what i appeals to me the most is um the goodness in people what comes out of people there's this um community that's just there with strangers and i just like how people take care of each other and there tends to be lots of you know just unexpected kind gestures I, well you hear about the trail magic or trail angels mm-hmm which I've never encountered that except although on the black forest trail in Pennsylvania, somebody had chopped up all the wood at this one campsite. It was clear. It wasn't for them or yeah, they just did it. That was very cool.
0: Yeah. But they didn't have like a barbecue running with a cooler full of beer. I think
1: your sense of entitlement has gotten (laughs) just a little bit too big for the trail.
0: (laughs) Well, no, no, it's just, you know, there, think of, think of trail magic there's the guy the guy who's doing some card tricks right and then there's like David Copperfield making the Statue of Liberty disappear they're both magic mm. you know but uh <laughs> one of them sure nice and cold <laughs> 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 going down with that burger yeah so yeah but it, it, I, I guess for you Ryan like with any of the climbing we've done mm-hmm. has anything been scary yet
2: yeah I've had a couple of uh, incidents like I'm a little bit claustrophobic. So there was the one point we were out in Kelso and we had to go up between a crack or in a, through a crack between the wall and a, and a sort of piece of rock that had flaked off. Uh, and I got stuck going through it and, you know, had to back down in a panic. Oh, that, that was, and it was getting dark. too. It was getting dark. Yeah. So, so I, I was getting
0: impatient. Yeah. So I set up a police system and just dragged his ass up the wall.
2: <laughs> back down and went around another yeah. way and that sort of thing. Um, you know, so that's one that I know i'm gonna run into
0: because yeah, you did and, have that ha, 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 lower 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 yeah slack, get, slack. get me
2: down get me down
0: yeah that, yeah that had one of those yeah um
2: you know but and then a couple of times on the wall like at the dax or even you know halfway up at rattlesnake point you kind of step you know step or look back and you know maybe your foot slips off or something like that and then you think oh i'm really high this would be bad yeah. if i fell I And mean, then but for me it's just kind of a okay yeah keep climbing
0: yeah because and i guess the difference too like you haven't led yet no i haven't led yet right so it's it's all being you know essentially top roping yeah so i, I think going up uh chapel pond
2: slab it was probably the third belay and you kind of like were ahead of me and we're running out and then you just kind of disappeared over you know yeah the change in the elevation or change in the slope or whatever and you disappeared and i was then i looked back at my truck down on the road below us and thought you oh, know Two of these cams pop. The other one's going to hold me, but I really don't want to go through that whole experience. And then, you know, but again, it was sort of a situation of that could be bad, but it's better than working.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. Like I think, I think in that particular case, you, it's one of those almost like things where it's more of a mental, because for anybody who climbs, we were on granite and we had, uh a number three a number and then two number two camelots yeah uh so they're not you know they're, they're like hand to fist size in perfect cracks on pristine rock yeah yeah there was no
2: risk of it popping out I we was could just, have attached
0: your truck to it <laughs> yeah I was just it was just
2: those three pieces of metal and a sling holding me and standing on two feet and leaning back off the rock yeah you know yeah sort of
0: um, yeah, like it is, it's one of those things that where I find, I actually sometimes have a weirder reaction, like say top roping, mm-hmm. like more fear reaction than I do leading sometimes right. because it's just that whole thing of like, when you're top roping, you are going to rely on the gear. Yeah. Right. Right. At yeah. least to get lowered down. Whereas if you're lead climbing, the gear is only a backup. Mm-hmm. So... It it's almost a weird thing of like I'm not relying on the gear. Uh, because at no point like if I if I don't fall, at no point does it ever take my weight. Right. Yeah. Whereas top roping it definitely is going to. Yeah. You know, and obviously where we go top roping, you know, like uh you know, Buffalo Craig or Rattlesnake Point. Mm. It's got like bomber <laughs> bolts. Yeah. You know, that the that are actually maintained by the park service. Uh You know big stainless steel glue ins and Mm -hmm. uh you know we've got good gear set up like it it's kind of like the the least risky thing yeah yet sometimes i actually have more oh you know like when as soon as i fall and i'm hanging you know we're not fall but i'm on the system then i'm fine but there's that initial thing of like maybe it's just all gonna blow up i don't know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Even though I set it up and it's all good gear, and mm-hmm. you know, yeah, mm-hmm. but it's this weird, you know, irrational fear.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. just got to make sure the first time that it works. Yeah, yeah,
0: you know, then you just monkey swing all over the place and it's all cool. <laughs> um, yeah, so like, so those are sort of like the mental challenges. Uh, what's a What do you think the biggest physical challenge you've ever done?
2: Bus- biggest physical challenge was probably running. I, I've done around the bay, uh, road race here in Hamilton. Um, it's not a full marathon. It's 30 kilometers. Um, hmm. So it's between a half and a full marathon. Um, you know, that's the longest thing that I trained for. It's a, probably the longest thing I've done, you know, f- at this, you know, run for three and a half hours, uh, that sort of thing. So that's, you know, that was a pretty big physical challenge. Um, and, and just, you know, one event, you know, I've, we've done lots of climbing and there's been lots of... Move that you have to pull through and, and get it, you know, to get to the next move, get, get up the climb or get up the next move and that sort of thing. But mm-hmm. I think that's, that run was probably the biggest physical amount of training and then single event that I did that I've done.
0: Okay. And you, yeah. Catherine, what do you think the hardest physical thing? Like, was it any sort of organized athletic thing or was it an outdoors thing?
1: um I did the weekend 10 breast cancer walk. That was tough, but I also didn't train properly for that that was 60k over a weekend on on pavement right so
0: yeah that's more just that's it's just, not no one step is that hard it just beats the shit out of it you. does
1: yeah. and and often you're walking down streets so you can imagine with the curb cut you know like if you're constantly doing that it wears on you big time oh i know it was really hard the very first time i went backpacking as an adult which really was only a 5k backpack
0: Oh, is that the survival course? Oh
1: yeah, I was out of shape. It was hot. I was dehydrated and, and tired. Yeah. Yeah, it was just the combination. Actually, it's the heat. It's the a, heat. you had to listen
0: to me talk all weekend. Oh my god. Yeah.
1: It's too much. <laughs> <laughs> Dealing with humidity when and you're backpacked. Oh, and the bugs. Fucking hate horseflies. I turned into like the Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> I did.
0: Yeah. Now you look. You look like you got. Like the short end of a stick in a street fight. Like your eye was swollen shut. And, yeah.
1: Yeah. You know. Yeah. I would say probably the hardest thing is to deal with the heat and humidity. Yeah. Not so much the heat because we dealt with that in the canyons. Um, but the humidity, that's tough. And so um, a combination of that. And then when we went with to the Adirondacks with Brooks and Kirsten, uh, it was more so the backpacking, not the hiking. Mm-hmm. Like when you and I went from... I think John Brooks Lodge to Marcy. We had to go okay. over a ridge or something yeah. like that. Uh, yeah, and
0: on a trail that doesn't see a whole lot of traffic, and it's just
1: no, and it's super narrow, and it's muddy, and it's steep. And I wasn't eating properly; I was eating protein instead of candy,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I learned. Um, so that was interesting. Yeah. yeah,
0: that that was one where like I was just kind of full of piss and vinegar because this couple. Uh, and they were just day hiking. Like they had no packs or you know, not, they weren't backpacking. Mm-hmm. Um past me when I stopped when I was stopped at having a snack. And I don't know what it was. It's like just, just there was one of those like weird challenge things. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, I finish eating, I have a drink, put my pack back on. And I just had like this weird, like, you know, sort of personal challenge of I'm gonna catch those people and leave them in the dust. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> And meanwhile, I'm going up the side of a mountain, like up a ridge line, and eventually I caught them mm-hmm. and but sometimes it's hard to get past people, yeah, but what was awesome is that then it leveled out for a little bit into a swamp mm-hmm. and it's like, and I have my poles uh and boots, they're both just wearing like running shoes, mm. and it's like, oh, wow. Well, and all of a sudden, like, I'm I'm comfortable with that type of terrain mm-hmm. and I'm not going uphill so you can actually go a little faster. Mm-hmm. And it was like jumping from log to log and bebopping and using the poles for balance and just mm-hmm. gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I got to the crossroads where I waited for you and I put 20 minutes on them. Oh, well. wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, they, and uh, I don't think they were any older than 25. <laughs> yeah. And they were young and fit and it just yeah. felt good as a you know. <laughs> as a 44
1: year old yeah. <laughs> or something But this like was
0: last that. year so or you know so 46 year old yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know because yeah. i i might not whip all young people but as long as i can whip some young people <laughs> <laughs> you still feel like you yeah. got it yeah
1: yeah i i think uh i was listening to another podcast the the backpacker radio it was pretty cool and they were talking about how uh you know, there's that sense of purity when you're out there and it's just a whole other world that you're not dealing with bullshit and it's just good for you. And, um, and I think that's what people are looking for. At least sometimes I think that's what I'm looking for when I'm challenging myself. Kind of like break you down and rebuild yourself a little bit. Yeah. It's like working um, out. Yeah. Yeah. But also in spirit and just a break from, you know, too much, uh, noise. sensory, too much noise. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And this is sort of one of the things you're going to see like with this podcast over and over again. It's sort of coming back to sort of certain themes, which is uh, when we're out there, everything is kind of like this bigger metaphor, like, you, you, because hiking a trail, you know, twisty journey and you get nice views, like it, it doesn't mean anything, right? Um, getting to the top of a rock doesn't mean anything in isolation, Right. But but that process of getting there. I
1: don't know. I'm always pretty happy when I get <laughs> up to that top. Of that yeah, rock. But, but
0: well, I guess it's more It's break my,
1: time. It's my Reese's Pieces time. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, but we're not feeding the poor and we're not curing cancer. No. You know what right. I mean? Like, but for something that has so much meaning for us. Yeah. Right, and it's kind of like the di- dichotomy that we deal with. Yeah. Is that you know, and I and I always refer to rock climbing as the most meaningful meaningless thing you can do. Right. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Because the world doesn't care whether we made it up this piece of rock or not. Mm-hmm. But we do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's transformative on an individual level. And I think it becomes a thing where all of the things you overcome, mm-hmm. then because it changes you and we, oh, totally. and we are in the world, Yeah, then we have an effect on the world, even yeah. though... You know, it's sort of like that thing of, uh, you can't look after anybody if you don't look after yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's kind of like a super fun, uh, form of self-improvement. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. You know? Yeah. And
1: it becomes, and you crave more of it because it feels so peaceful. It feels so good. It feels, you feel so alive.
0: Yeah. And I think it, I think, it. you know, there's, there's levels to it because I think it also taps into a more primal part of our brain. Yeah. Uh, you know th- we have a reward center for surviving, and if you look on a normal day to day uh life we're just sitting at your kitchen table
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know there's food in the fridge mm-hmm. we're climate controlled mm-hmm. uh you know like th- there there's nothing that that touches that primal part of us like in modern civilization yeah mm-hmm. right but when you're out, it's like, aside from the actual journey part of wherever you're going, mm-hmm. it's food. It's fire. It's the basics. It's yeah. shelter. It's a good night's sleep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know?
1: Feels good. Like, so it's what you... It's, it's back to what you just need.
0: Yeah. And you're... It, like, uh if you need to take a poop
1: mm-hmm.
0: right now, you have, like, a comfortable toilet to sit on. Mm-hmm. And... A, a venting fan so you don't stink up the place too much and you know probably <laughs> potpourri and hand sanitizers and or well we have that in the outdoors too you know and scented soaps and mm-hmm. soft towels and multiply toilet paper and you know blah blah mm-hmm. blah blah blah, blah. And if mm-hmm. you if it's really terrible you get the shower upstairs mm-hmm. um, <laughs> whereas outside it's like even something as simple as taking a poop mm-hmm. is a process, mm-hmm. right? You go off into the woods and you need to dig a hole six to eight inches deep. If you've never done it, realize, you know, like when you squat down, fellas and ladies, but fellas, if they've never done it in the woods, a lot of times when you poop, you pee too. So you better aim things so you don't pee all over your pants. <laughs> um You know, when there's a system, like, you know, like I like to hold on to a tree,
3: <laughs> right? Because
0: I can get, get a good, you know, position. And then you gotta get yourself all lined up and, you know, and then you wipe and then you get to bury your hole and da 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 da. Well, that's a production now. Like mm-hmm. like something as simple as going to the bathroom. I think one of the one of the things that we, we get out of the these kind of like outdoor adventures, camping, all that kind of stuff, is it strips life down yeah. to what is necessary. Yeah. Right? And yeah, you maybe you bring, you know, your iPod and you got some tunes or, you know, you're reading a book or, you know, whatever other stuff you might do but the essence of it you know it's like finding a spot that you can get you know whether it's cooking over a fire or your little stove Mm. and it's like just getting some food
1: yep back to basics back to what matters
0: and and i think it resets your brain yep Mm
1: -hmm. you know it's a natural vitamin
0: yeah vitamin we can't call it c for camping because there's already vitamin c vitamin o maybe for outdoors outdoors yeah. vitamin O vitamin O,
1: well
0: this 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 would be an idea we have to work on um, <laughs> yeah. then from you know the the physical challenge and the mental challenge like what do you guys get out of challenging yourself like is, is there like what makes you come back to it again you know because we keep doing like setting harder challenges what is that you know why do you do that like or or what what is obsessing you? What's pushing you? I think it,
2: part of it is you know the story and the sense of accomplishment, you know, and that's something you can take back and share with people and show off a little bit. You know, that's that's sort of like the the surface of it. Yeah. Um, and then you know under that is just you know well okay if I did that then I can go do something else mm-hmm. you know and sort of trying to find your limits or. or Push your limits, and um, you know, okay, that didn't work out so right this time. So next time, I'm going to do something a little bit different and see how that works.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, and this is still a puzzle I'm trying to figure out, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm constantly pushed, but it's like, where is it coming from? Like, what is that thing? You know, because like, I can, I can.
1: I think you become a little bit addicted to the idea the euphoria or the uh, dopamine from the new experience. And so then if you can continuously challenge yourself and go further, you can have new experiences. So um, I think that accomplishing your goals or your overcoming some challenges just allows you to continuously grow and you're no longer the same person and you see the world in a different way. You can translate that to other areas of your life.
0: I thought you were going to say transcend. <laughs> I like that word.
1: It's just you become addicted to that growth.
0: Kind of like the bodybuilder. Right? You get some big guns and you want bigger guns.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me, it's very um, aspirational, I suppose. Yeah. It's just... say so when I went climbed uh, Mount Marcy in the Adirondacks, it's the tallest mountain there. It was my first big hike. I wanted a real sense of being broken down to rebuild myself. Like I was going through a recent separation, Mm. right? It was about eight months since I'd been separated. So I was trying to figure out who I was and I was frustrated. I had been dating and uh, I guess I was very disappointed by that process and it was just frustrating. Yeah, I was wanting almost that enlightenment. I didn't get it. I got a lot of pain. (laughs) You you got the broken down part. (laughs) Yeah, I did. But I didn't get the growth that I was looking for. And so I think what you get when you, on other trips that I've been on, it's more about just enjoying the moment and the experience rather than searching for something. And that's where I get the most satisfaction. So in that,
0: that kind of comes back to what I was talking about, which is anytime I've, I've set out, which, you know, I said I never did, which I haven't, but but the idea of setting out with that in mind. You don't achieve it, but if you set out with no expectation,
1: mm-hmm.
0: then then you get bounties.
1: You mm. do. Like there's nothing like, you know, uh being surprised, you know, and mm-hmm. delighted. Well,
0: in a sense, that's what exploration is.
1: Yeah. And but I've always been that way. I've always wanted to seek the unknown and experience. Mm-hmm. Like to me, that's the ultimate of life's experiences or life's fulfillment is new experiences.
0: Mm-hmm. I think there's there's uh the the intangible and unsayable 'cause and maybe even unknowable, but there's this quality it it's as close as I get to understanding where religion came from. Right? 'Cause it's it's religion in a sense is is putting descriptors and labels on things we can't describe or understand. Mm-hmm right in our own experiences yeah um and that's one of those things when we're out and we have these you know kind of epiphany sometimes almost borderline out of body experiences right that that it's like you're so present in the moment because of almost like it being a moving meditation mm-hmm. um that it becomes a sort of a thing where you, it, it, it's this little moment you capture, but you can't hold on to. Mm. But it, but it, it's so powerful and beautiful mm. that you go back again. Mm-hmm. You just right? want to
1: experience more of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, one of my favorite moments was on that same trip with Brooks and Kirsten. We were arriving at John Brooks Lodge, and we we had been um, just hiking that day.
0: Oh, was that when we did uh, Saddleback?
1: I think so, yeah. Because yeah, it was
0: on the way back down? Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. So we crossed the river, oh, a stream, a quite rushing stream. Um, and I was so full of sweat and dirt and all that stuff. And I just loved putting my hair, I have a thing about water and just dunking my head in the water and, you know, that, that like that, that, that um, um, continuum uh, between, it wasn't, Pain, but it was un- be uncomfortable. It
0: was fatigue, yeah.
1: Fatigue with mm-hmm. being refreshed. It's awesome feeling, yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah,
1: and that's the fun of challenge. It's yeah. the rewards. Yeah, it's the in the enjoyment that you experience of the simple pleasures, right?
0: Well, and I th- I think challenge is where growth comes from. Uh, you know, because like even even the challenge of the all you can eat buffet will lead to growth. <laughs> uh, so that's like a little caveat about how you should be careful about what challenges you undertake. Because, <laughs> you know, now I'm going undergoing the challenge of shrinking. Cause, you know, uh, not that I was enjoying too many buffets, but it's one of those things that uh inherently my people <laughs> aren't aren't the Svelte's to begin with. <laughs> uh so you know, it's basically uh now the challenge is to get lean and mean for, you know, basically being able to enjoy these things more. Yeah. Um, you know. Mm, cool. Yeah.
1: So I think, uh, well, that's our, our thoughts around being challenged. Yeah. Please do share with us any of your thoughts. If there's anything that sparked your interest and questions for us.
0: Yeah. And if you're looking a way to reach us, just go to our website at livewildradio.com and, uh, Obviously, you can basically leave a comment, uh, a review on iTunes or Google Play. And until next time, I'm Winston. I'm Catherine. You're Ryan. And I'm Ryan. (laughs) See? New. It's a challenge. So until next time, you guys, get out and play.